Here's our 2020 Vision Radio News update for Tuesday the 13th of September. I am Curtis Morton. Out of Charlestown, Nevis, the following is a notice from the Ministry of Agriculture in the Nevis Island Administration concerning stray animals. The Ministry and Department of Agriculture over the recent past would have received numerous complaints from motorists, business entities as well as householders about the nuisance and hazards being created by stray and marauding animals across the island. As such and in accordance with the powers authorized in the Nevis Animals Trespass and Pound Ordinance, the Department of Agriculture will begin addressing the situation aggressively. We are therefore advising and urging livestock farmers to tether their animals or secure them. Failure to comply will result in animals being taken to the government pound and subsequently to the abattoir. Please be guided accordingly. Out of Bassius and gets a book of condolence for the late Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II will be placed at the entrance of government headquarters on Tuesday, September 13th until Thursday, September 15th from 8.30 a.m. to 5.00 p.m. The public is invited to pay their tribute to the longest reigning British monarch who sat on the royal throne for 70 years. She died on September 8, 2022 at Balmoral Castle in Scotland. Since her death, millions of people around the world have been paying their respects to the monarch who was 96 years old. On Monday, September the 12th, His Excellency the Governor-General, Sir S. W. Tapley-Seaton, was the first to sign the condolence book, followed by Prime Minister Honorable Dr. Terence Drew, and then members of his cabinet and the cabinet secretary. We go to break, and when I come back, we'll have news on the regional scene. Disability don't pick out, anybody can get about, so they don't deserve no knockout. Hey, help your fellow man, just one follow. message is brought to you through the kind sponsorship of the St. Kitts and Nevis National Commission for UNESCO, the Ministry of Community Development and the National Association of Persons with Disabilities. Out of St. John's in Antigua, top student gets 20 free CSEC passes. We get this ABS television report. I feel good, I feel happy and I'm thankful for everyone because indeed it's not just me, it's a work that was corporate. Chidindu's mother, Ijoma Ohebalam, praised the St. John's Catholic Primary for the solid educational foundation it laid and the St. Joseph's Academy for continuing to mold him. This was the reaction from St. Joseph Academy's principal, Rudolph Davis. Disappointed in one thing. I congratulate him and at the Academy we are extremely delighted that he would have surfaced to the top. The good cream always rises. But this young man has the ability, and we look forward to him getting the 23 grade ones. This expectation, Davis said, was based on the student's work ethic, the school-based assessments he produced, and the mock exams. Top student Chidindu Ohebalam is also very proud of his achievement. Honestly, I'm very satisfied, very happy with it. 
obviously. Um, I'm glad that I was able to make everyone proud because this really was a dream of mine since like first form. When uh, back in the day of Keandre Herbert, when he topped the island and the Caribbean. Herbert achieved 22 passes to include 21 grade ones and one grade two. Ohebalam is currently enrolled at Island Academy's International Baccalaureate Program and has big goals of attending Oxford University to pursue physics or computer science or both. Hopefully be able to go on to my master's and a PhD and eventually, because it's one of my goals, long-term goals, become a professor of physics at preferably Oxford. 23 CSEC passes. Many may think he's a bookworm, but he's far from that. I enjoy playing games on my phone, PlayStation. Yeah, I'm a normal boy. I love. I'm into a lot of sports: football, basketball. I love track as well. I have medals. A long road and major goals for Ohebalam, and we wish him the best in achieving them. Sherilyn Beza reporting for ABS News. And out of Saint Vincent and the Grenadines. Five persons have been confirmed dead after a bus with mourners traveling to a funeral in the northern village of Owaya in St. Vincent overturned in Sandy Bay some 25 minutes away from the destination. Police confirmed at publication time that at least five persons were dead. Nine persons were transported to the Georgetown Medical Complex, four of which are critical. Several of the critical have since been transferred to Milton Cato Memorial Hospital in Kingstown. A video obtained by the St. Vincent Times showed bodies trapped in the mangled wreck. They were bodies of mostly men. Early reports suggested that the vehicle brakes may have failed. It is reported that the driver would have sustained injuries, however, they may not be life-threatening. St. Vincent Times understands that the omnibus was traveling from South Leeward village of Clear Valley on its way to Hawaii to attend the funeral of Rohan Rollins. Rohan Rollins, a fisherman from Hawaii, was shot to death on August 15th while sitting on a porch of a house in a new Lomans Bay settlement. And on the international scene out of Ukraine, Russian troops flee as Ukrainian forces make rapid gains. We get this CNN report. Ukrainian troops are claiming some major victories this weekend as they fight to take back territory occupied for months by Russian forces. It is a fast-moving counteroffensive by the Ukrainian military that analysts say shows that the tide of the war is shifting. CNN's Melissa Bell is in Ukraine. Melissa, give us an update. Pam, more than 2,000 square kilometers of territory recaptured by Ukrainian forces since the 1st of September. That's what President Zelensky has announced tonight in his nightly address. Really remarkable advances, not just being made down in the southern parts of the country where a counteroffensive kicked off on August 29th, but much more spectacularly in eastern Ukraine, where a second counteroffensive began just five days ago. What we've seen over the course of the last few days, specifically since Thursday is Ukrainian forces sweep eastwards with remarkable speed, taking village after village with images appearing on social media. This is, after all, a counteroffensive that is the subject of a media blackout. So it is the pictures being posted by the soldiers themselves that are showing the world people being liberated in those villages, Ukrainian flags 
being put on rooftops. And what we're hearing uh, from uh, the advance or beginning to piece together is a picture not just of troops moving first eastwards and then southwards, taking only this Saturday the cities of Kupyansk and Izium, an extremely important military hub for what had been the Russian occupying forces there in the Kharkiv region. What we're hearing from that very fast advance is a remarkable story of very little resistance opposite. Stories emerging uh, of some village having, having been taken without a struggle at all, uh, some Russian soldiers simply leaving their equipment and uniforms, putting on civilian clothes, clothes and heading to the border. We're beginning to hear reports also uh, by the Russian border as people uh, try to flee across the border of some lines of traffic forming there. But really quite extraordinary pictures of uh, those advancing Ukrainian forces again in the face of remarkably little resistance. Now what happens is that in those parts that have been secured, Ukrainian authorities are going to go back, uh, uh, make sure they can take control, clean up the towns. And the fear is what they're going to find that the Russian forces may have left behind, Pam. Now to our weather update. For our weather update, we get this Fox News update on the Atlantic hurricane season. So here we are just past that peak of the hurricane season. And uh, things are actually fairly quiet right now. Last week we had Danielle. We had Earl. Ne next name up on the list is Fiona. And, and I got to tell you, there is no immediate sign of Fiona on the map. We have two areas that we're watching out into the eastern Atlantic. Neither one of these really showing that high probability of development, both sitting at about 20% chance over the next five days. One of the big issues is something we've been talking about so much this season, that dry air. You see more of that dry Saharan air just kind of surrounding that one area, another area. Uh, this one here, very disorganized, but computer models actually pick up on this one a little bit more, but still don't do a whole lot with it. If anything develops, it is going to take some time. It has to get away from some of this dry air, which is just going to continue to work its way across the Atlantic. So as you watch the Fox model, again, you've got the big ridge sitting to the north. We have that dry air. We actually have relatively lower wind shear right now, so that isn't really a big issue. But here's that broad area of low pressure, that very disorganized system. And watch as we go through the next few days here, uh, just continues a fairly broad area of circulation, working its way towards the Leeward Islands as we head into the second half of the week. That's an area we'll just continue to watch. The other area, you just don't see much developing with that as we go through the next few days. So if anything happens, it's going to take time. That's our package for today. I am Curtis Morton bidding you a marvelous day.